Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at forecastsalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are closing the fall and preparing for the winter solstice. The days are short and the nights long. It is a time of going within, but the light will return, bringing each of us a renewal of energy. It is a time to examine life and all the many challenges that have occurred over the past year. Finding ways to tender the struggles of your life is so important. How are you processing your energy? Are you using it in a productive manner? Are you finding yourself drained, tired, procrastinating, depressed, or even fearful of how to move forward? What are those energy drains and what are they causing you on a daily basis? Check out my latest quiz, The Dark Side of Energy Drains, and you will uncover the evil archetype that is stealing your energy and how you can use the strengths of the archetype to raise the ceiling on your success in life. And if you are confused about how to monetize your energy better, schedule a call with me and let's look at the three things draining your energy and the number one thing you can do right now. Links are in the show notes. In today's episode, I bring back to the show Cindy Benezra, author of Under the Orange Blossoms. At this time of year, I like to honor people that have been important on my path and Cindy is the person for me this year. She shared her very raw and vulnerable story on the podcast about her book, Under the Orange Blossoms, earlier this fall that allowed me to share a part of my story that has led to so much healing. Her strength was so amazing, her vulnerability, her heart, that I asked her to come back and talk a little bit more about healing and particularly forgiveness. This time of year, forgiveness can come forward if we allow. Forgiveness can be so healing and freeing for our soul. It's not the easiest thing to do, and it doesn't make anybody right, but it is so powerful and freeing. This interview is again deep and raw. This conversation isn't one that is shared too much. Forgiveness is a very personal matter. It's always your choice. It's always your energy, your light. We do continue to talk about family secrets what goes on behind closed doors, shame, fear, loss of self, how can one forgive our own voice, and how we can find a touch of freedom for our own healing journey. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause and center and set an intention for this new season ahead.
So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, bringing the breath all the way up the body. And exhale, sending that breath all the way back down, slowing down. Inhale, expanding the breath all the way up the spine. And as you exhale, call in your energy, call in your spirit. Feel that energy coming in for you. Inhaling and exhaling, dropping right into the heart. In the deepest part of your heart, feel that connection that you have with your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are known Know that you are loved and protected. Feeling all this energy coming in for you as we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings. Calling in your own spirit guides. We ask that they work with us and through us to surround us and protect us as we open up to this new season. We take a moment honoring the season of fall found in the direction of the west We honor the days that got shorter and shorter. We honor the struggles of our life. We release and let go for underneath is the gratitude of new lessons coming forward. As we offer our gratitude and release the energy of the fall, we call in the directions to the west, the north, the east, and the south, above us, below us, right into the very center, calling into your heart, setting an intention, this new season ahead right in the very center of your heart and allow those elevated emotions of how you want to feel to radiate out all around you setting that energy for you taking another deep inhale and exhale grounding centering pulling all your energy down connecting with mother earth Feeling the awareness of your heart, your third eye, as you bring your awareness back, opening the eyes, coming back. So my guest today, Cindy Benezra, was on the show back in the fall when she brought her book forward, Under the Orange Blossoms. She is an author, inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, and sexual abuse advocate. She is the founder of Cindy Talks, a platform where she discusses healing tools and stories of hope for other trauma survivors. She engages with her readers through honesty, humility, and a genuine care for those who have walked a similar path. She is also the founder of a luxury event company where she spends most of her time creating beautiful spaces for some of the most important events in people's lives. Her eye for style and design has won Elite Events numerous awards and spotlight features. Currently, Cindy and her husband reside in Seattle, Washington, and are the parents of four children. So let us welcome Cindy back to the show. Welcome back, Cindy. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Our podcast interview 
was so amazing. And it brought up so much energy sharing. I know from my own personal energy of healing and for a lot of the comments that came in too, just the courage that you showed to share your story, to write the book and just to bring this topic out into the forefront. It's something that is very needed today. So I'm really grateful that you've come back to talk to us a little bit more and share a little bit more about how you even now took this and went on to further heal. Well, um, I just want to say thank you again. Like, seriously, I just love talking to you. Just have such great energy and it's just so easy to talk to you. you. It just glows. Right. I think when you're going through healing, there's like different stages of it. And one of the things that I had to face was what was this process of, of healing like, and did I need to forgive or how much did I need to forgive or did I not? I mean, I think that was just something that I really struggled with, but I always felt later on that it was something that I, some part of that, that I needed to partake in. And when I talked to sexual abuse survivors and discussed with them, you know, we were talking about our, um, our perpetrators and pretty much everybody said it was just an unthinkable act and you could never forgive. They would never be able to forgive. And um, when I shared that I had gone through a forgiveness process, I did get some um, criticism, I guess you could say. And some people said, you know, I would love to forgive, but I don't know how to do that. And I think it's controversial. definitely controversial. This, I think people who haven't experienced this sexual abuse or some kind of violent act often find it from a, well, from mine happens to be from a parent, often find it just unforgivable, but people who have experienced it, it's, I think they realize that it's a, it's a process of the stage and that there's no right or wrong in your process of forgiveness. Um, at the very beginning, when I was younger, I was angry at different stages. I think I had so much PTSD that I was just more concerned about just trying to get over my PTSD and go through the healing. Um, later on, it was paying my bills and dating and you know children. So the idea of getting the, the perfect apology from my father, I just knew it was never going to happen because I searched continuously for that. It was just like an obsession about him saying, yes, I did this. And when I realized that I was never going to get that, I think that was the the point where I thought, okay, I'm not going to get an apology. And this is something that I need to learn how to let go. And if that word is forgiving, I had to forgive myself how to let go of this angst that I was always holding onto and searching for almost obsessively. Yeah. You know, that forgiveness of self, Mm -hmm. that's really, I think what forgiveness is about. And forgiveness is a big topic, and it's something that I know I've worked with for a very long time, and it's something I work with when I work in the Akashic Records forgiveness. But I remember a conversation I had a long time ago with my son, 
major divorce I went through. My children, my son was getting ready for college and he had gotten like scholarships to a college and the dad, you notice I say the dad, the dad withdrew the money. He's like, no, you have to go to a state school. And meanwhile, the kid got like great scholarships. The cost wasn't even different, but he was trying to really kind of hurt me. And it's like, I remember having this conversation, like you need to forgive your dad. He's your dad. You don't have to make him right. He doesn't have to be right. And you can agree to disagree. And I remember having that conversation so long ago to help the energy and to help understand so he didn't hold on to it. And I think that's kind of crucial when we can release the energy of all of that that comes into all of that hurt, all of that pain, and really turn it towards ourselves. Like, let me forgive myself for holding on to this. That's a big part of it. And mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think it's everybody's choice whether they want to forgive or not. And I know when I was going through a lot of my struggles with my brother and all, it was like, I don't want to forgive him. And I remember right. one of my coaches telling me my it was one of my it was one of my tapping coaches of trauma. So like you don't have to forgive him. Like, but I teach forgiveness. <laughs> how how can I not? I teach forgiveness. No, you can choose not to forgive him. And I do find that through since that time and through up to where I am now, some of the idea of just really working into the forgiveness of that energy and letting some of that energy go. Because now some of it, and I just recently had this conversation, like the regret of what it's done to the family now. That is some of the energy I want to work on now. Not making him right or wrong or me right or wrong, but like what it's done to our family. That's where I regret. And that to me is where the conversation can open up now. Yeah. But I do feel that forgiveness is a big topic. And when we look at like, what is it doing to us when we hold on to all of this anger and all of this hate? Right. Right. It, right I think it yeah. becomes important because we're the ones that need to free. Generally, the perpetrator, the herder doesn't even think about it, but we're stuck in this cycle of energy that's hurting and hurting and hurting and dragging us down. Right. I think, um, there were times when I would just hear my dad's name or just, I would see him or I think I was fine. And then I would see him and I thought, oh, I still have so much more work to do. And, you know, the years were flying on and I would think I was fine. I did, took courses. I <laughs> stood on my head to, I, I'm making that up, but I mean, I did everything that I thought, I thought, oh yeah, like I'm free. Okay. Yeah. But I was, I would, I would take one look at him and I go, oh my gosh, I'm still mad. I'm still holding on. Just looking at him was a trigger. And then I realized that part of that to free myself, to free that anger was forgiving myself that I wasn't holding on to that. And I really started to dig deep on and to each to their own. But for me, I needed to hear an apology. So I wrote my own apology. Mm. Um, I, I had just reams of paper where I was scribbling in anger about what I felt that I deserved to hear. And then I would rewrite it over again. And then it was started to, con I started to consolidate it to just like a page by that time. And the words became less and less, and I started to phrase it over again. And when I looked down at the end of it, I mean, it was just a few sentences, and it was kind of about like, I forgive myself. I forgive, I, I, it's unfortunate. I forgive my dad for having his shortcomings, and I forgive 
just the chaos that happened in the household. I forgive like all my shortcomings, you know, the flaws that happened, you know, the repercussions. And I think a lot of that process was just going through that writing exercise and then having it down on a piece of paper. It was just a few words, but it, it was like detoxifying myself in a verbal way. And I could do it physically with my pen in my hand and it just, by the time I was done, I felt free. And when I saw my dad again, I just, there was just no weight. Whatever he said, it was just, they were just words. It just didn't mean anything or it was just, he was talking to me. And that's when I realized, like, I had the power to forgive myself that all this history was mine, that oddly, I had the, the power to forgive and release my anger all along. And I didn't recognize that. Um, I wish I would have known that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because how long do we hold on to it? And I think that example is so perfect because you were forgiving what happened, but you weren't necessarily saying, okay, you weren't wrong. Like this happened in the family and the situation, how long it went on. Like that's where all of that energy was so tied up and so convoluted and such a blocking force of energy. But as we start to really recognize like, okay, let me just forgive myself for what I'm holding on to, forgive this energy, I'm sorry. And, you know, even that's like the whole Paul is like, I'm sorry I went through this and thank you for showing up for me. We really are, we're talking to our spirit, that inner part of us, because really like your spirit's been through this with you and it kept showing up and protecting and protecting and protecting. And that's the part right there. That helps us to grow up. That helps that inner part of us really recognize we're not Mm -hmm. stuck in time anymore and that we can open up. And again, it's not making anybody right, right? It's just helping to free you. And I think that's really key. I didn't forgive him for the act of what he did. I was, I mean, I still recognize what he did was wrong, but the it's, it's sort of like forgiveness is sort of like there's layers of the package. And I think that was, I realized there were so many layers and you can be angry and forgive. And, you know, one day you might come back and it, you're calm again, or one day you'll be angry again or season. I realized too, that it was years of layers of, so it happened you know, when you're angry with somebody, it's, it just doesn't happen. And you hold on to that anger. It's, it happens in stages to be so angry. And I think that's what I realized it took. I had to go through the years of all that in kept in my body, the layers of the anger that I held in my body, that I had to go through that process and it wasn't going to happen. It, It took me years to release, like just to be free. And then when I saw him, I actually saw him in a different light. So I thought, okay, you know, he's flawed. He's afraid. I mean, a lot of this, he's thick. Um, He's out of control. And then I realized that, wow, like, look at this guy. He's damaged. Like he's just broken. And it made me see him in a different light. Not that it forgave like I felt like what he did was okay. It's just, I was able to see him as human. And I don't think I saw him as human. I saw him as a monster. So when I was able to go through that whole forgiveness process, then I was able to step back and go, okay, okay. That's interesting. 
And I never shared any of this with my children until they became adults. And I remember having a conversation on forgiveness and all the kids are, um, well, now they're in their thirties, but at the time when I had the conversation, they were in their young, they were in their twenties. Yes. And some kids were like in their teens. It just depends emotionally on where I felt that I should tell them about their grandfather. And later on, I said, well, should I forgive him? And I just wanted to see what they said. And everybody had a different response. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had nothing to do with gender either. Like my two boys, Michael, he's a politician, and um, he couldn't even talk to me about it. So he just, it's still, we haven't even really talked about it. And my son who's special needs, um, I found it really interesting that he felt that he should be charged for, um, hmm. will go to jail and that he should pay each person that my father molested. He should pay for their therapy and have some kind of, some form of retribution for each person, which I thought was interesting concept. And he felt it was unthinkable. Like you should not even forgive somebody like that. You should never do that to your own child. And I, I told him, but it happens. And then he said, well, I could never do that. And my daughter, who's a therapist, she said, no, I, I would never be able to forgive my own father. But she says, even though I do it in my practice, I would never be able to, to forgive my own father. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And the the daughter that I work with, um, she just said it's an unthinkable act. And I don't think you can forgive them for that act. But she said that she learned a lot through this experience. She says, like, whatever obstacles you have, I've just learned that whatever obstacle, just from watching you, that you can move past it and you could find a way to move through it. And it's just different perspectives. And they're all, they all do different things. Um, for a living. And I think it's really interesting. I think it is interesting. And I think that forgiveness does occur on many, many levels. And I think everybody, you know, can look at it and however they want, you know, we don't need judgment on it for sure. And, you know, I think about it for myself, even in terms of like, you know, sharing the story, oh, is that going to make it worse? Is it not? Or, you know, any of that. And, and like I said before, I think now really, I can put it in perspective, and it took me a long time to get to where that forgiveness came forward, but something that we teach in Reiki, you know, one of the principles is honor honor all life, you know, honor your parents, honor your teachers, honor all life. And so sometimes people will say to me, well, you know, like even for you, like, how do you forgive a parent? How do you honor them? And so we do talk about that, like, okay, and it's kind of what you said, we recognize them for who they are, but we choose not to carry on the habit or the issue or the abuse, we choose not to carry it on. And that's the great way to honor it. Right. Because that shifts the dynamics of your family. You know, and I think I had mentioned that before when, you know, when my brother realized about his own grandchildren, like, ooh, okay, right there was that defining moment for me. Okay, it's worth bringing all this out to see that not carried on and to stop the secrets in the family and let that come forward. So I think that that's a pretty important aspect to it too. Recognizing they're people too, but I choose to make a difference. I choose not to have this. And I think sometimes that's what forgiveness can help us do too. Free that energy so that you don't have to carry that burden, right? And choose to forgive in whatever capacity that is, 
right? And I do think it's little by little by little. And then we open up and we start to feel the energy, kind of what you said from writing, you know, and I did a lot of journaling myself. It's like kind of start to feel where we don't have that same, you know, quote unquote animation or reaction or ways of looking at it in the same like fraught, you know, like, oh my God, you know, it starts to ease and we start to be able to move forward in our lives. And to me, that's the biggest healing is when we can move forward. Yeah. I also struggled with, um, this is in my teen years. I felt that if I, for, well, first of all, the, the thought of forgiveness, I was just, too, I was just raging that there was just no way that I was going to do it. And I was still in the throes right. of, of kind of living in a space and then living out of a space. But I remember thinking that if I forgive him, that I was betraying myself. Mm. Um, and then I was also betraying other survivors and I wanted to hold up that banner of anger and hate. I had to hold on to it. And in some ways you can, it can serve you in a sense that you could use that energy. So you take that energy and you head it into a direction of healing. And I think that's what I took that anger and I had, and I, I, yeah, I went into the direction of healing. And then when I realized through the healing that it was actually within me, that I had the power and the strength and the magic to heal myself and forgive myself and find a little light in the that darkness, I guess that was when I realized like, oh, I, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that we could possess so much power and strength in our own selves. Um, and that was kind of like a huge epiphany. And I thought, okay, this is a process, you know, it's, it's just not straightforward. Yeah. And that is a huge aha moment when we realize that. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that because we are the ones that have the power and we're, you know, again, we're the ones that kind of hold us in that, that, you know, energy that tightens us up so much. And, and many times, like I said, like they don't even think about it, right? They're going on with their day and forgetting all about it. But I do believe that there is a such a thing as righteous anger. And many times I will work with my clients who are moving through hard situations and okay, keep the anger because the anger is propelling you forward. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I love that righteous yeah, anger. Yeah, righteous anger, right? We do have it, Fabulous. right? But it is yeah. also the mm -hmm. idea that, okay, we do have this righteous anger. Now, how can we learn to work with it? You know, and even in Reiki, mm -hmm. we have the principle too, you know, of about anger, you know, letting go of that anger, taking responsibility. It's not about not getting angry, but it's more about like not flinging your anger. And when we have so much built up, it's easy to get mad at everything in the world around you right? Yeah. And I know in some ways that's what was happening with me. The resentment was building so great. I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't talk to my sisters. I was isolated and I just kept building and my sisters couldn't understand. Like, why are you pulling away so much? We love you. You're helping mom. And I just kept getting more and more isolated because I was so wrought with all the energy and felt like I couldn't share. And it really wasn't until I was able to share and talk to my sisters about it and really get to what was going on that the healing started. And then it's been a course of several years for me to be able to even talk about it, but to even have that bit of even thinking about forgiving, you know, like I know last year, last year I was down in Costa Rica and I went to work with a shaman and just really working in that energy. And I remember in, in one of the journeys, like my brother showed up and it's like, whoa, I am not ready for this. 
And I actually kind of pushed it aside and witnessed a little bit of it, but I was no way ready for it. Yeah. And that was really big. Yeah. So when you were at that point, how old were you? Was this just a couple of years ago? When I went to Costa Rica? Or no, yeah. a year ago. And no, a year ago. A yeah, year all ago. of this recently oh, came wow. up since 2017. Since I had that cancer surgery is when it all started coming to head. My mother was still alive. And yeah, mm. so there was a big part of denial, a big part of anger still inside of me. And then there was other things that occurred, not in the same situation, but just like taking advantage of a sister's right? Just in land and property and stuff that my parents had left us and just greed and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it pushed the similar buttons. Like how much are you going to take advantage of your sisters? My goodness, you know, and thinking I'm not into anything wrong, you know, that kind of energy. And yeah. And so I was, this was just last year. Now, since that time and since that, that, that journey and seeing that I came to see like, okay, then where is this cutting me off from my family? Mm-hmm. Where am I hurting? And so that's some of the work that I have started to do. And even, you know, really, you know, recently just talking to you, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, I don't want this to go on. It's sad to me. And I've talked to my sister, like, how can I approach this conversation without apologizing? I don't feel like I need to apologize. Right. And so that's when I had this conversation just about a month ago about forgiveness and regrets. And that's where I feel like if I can look at the regrets of it all, then I can approach it from that perspective. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't feel I need to apologize. I don't. No. I can forgive the situation and forgive me for how long I denied it and held on to it and hurt my own soul. That's where my forgiveness comes in. And that's what I work with. And if we go back to the idea of the Ho'oponopono, the work that I do, it's beautiful for those that don't know the Ho'oponopono. It's four simple statements of truth. So we start with the I love you and we're directing it to ourself. I'm calling in my soul energy and I'm telling my soul, I love you, Terry. I love you. And then you add in these other statements. I'm so sorry we had to go through this. Thank you for showing up for me. And you can put whatever you want on the end, but basically it's I love you. Sorry, forgive me. Thank you. And so for me, it was like, I'm so sorry I went through this. I'm so sorry I've been carrying this around. Thank you so much for standing up for me, for showing up, for helping me to heal this. I love you and I love you. And you just keep repeating those statements when you feel that energy coming up. And then what you start to notice is it starts to dissipate. We start to lose that response. Lose that energy. Yeah. Yeah. That spark. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the healing occurs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is when you just have no energy from that person. That's when you know. And I didn't know that either. I I just realized that you could just be around them and it's they're just I don't know. They're just I mean, you don't care. You might not care for them because I know I didn't care for my dad and but it's just I just didn't have any triggers. Um, there were some annoying things that he did. I mean, so that, I guess that is a trigger, but I just didn't have any triggers. I just looked at him as an old man. I was just like, oh, okay. He's an old man in diapers. And, um, I didn't feel sorry for him. It was just sort of, yeah, I wasn't cut off emotionally either. Cause I remember searching myself thinking like, okay, are you just in denial? Are you cutting yourself off emotionally? Oh, I thought this was interesting when I 
was describing to somebody else who had never really gone through trauma. And they're like, what do you mean forgive yourself? You didn't do anything. And I thought, and then I was trying to explain it and they were, had a hard time understanding just the act of forgiving yourself and what that process is. And she was saying, well, I don't, I've never had anything where I had to forgive myself. So it's such an, a deep conversation kind of, I think that's why it's tricky when you, when it comes to forgiveness. I think it is. And I think there are many things we can forgive ourselves on, you know, and I had mentioned um, before we started, I mentioned Dr. Hugh Lin, who helped bring the Ho'oponopono out. And one of the things he used to talk about, and he has a beautiful meditation. If you search it on YouTube, it's inner child meditation, Dr. Hugh Lin. It's beautiful meditation. He talks about like, we can be, we can forgive ourselves for all the stress we create every day, right? We can create, we can forgive ourselves for being so out of it or out of touch or whatever, but there are many things that we can that really does affect that inner child for us. And so that's kind of where he goes with it as well, like looking at that inner child, we are the mother of our own spirit. And so let's talk to that inner child. Let's talk to that part of us that is still hurting. And many times in in situations like this, your therapist will say, yeah, you've frozen energy. You're frozen in time. And so your behavior is stuck back then. This helps to free that up. This helps to open up that energy. Yeah. I I also think it's interesting out of, I've had oh, over 18 years of therapy, you know, where I would kind of go back and forth and back and forth and traditional therapy that is. And not one time uh, of the subject of forgiveness ever even came up. Hmm. So I don't know. I just find that fascinating too. I don't know if that's just not practice. Yeah, actually I'm thinking I'm going, therapy. yeah, you know, that's true because it was through a, a trauma EFT therapist that I worked with that brought it up. It was through a shaman that brought it up. Yeah. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think in traditional talk therapy that it came up either. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think that it is a big practice and I think that we all can look at it for our own self. And again, it's not making the person right, you know, it's just like helping to free the energy that holds you back from who you are, all the hurt, all the years, all the time that you've spent. And I do think you have to get there. And I'll be honest, I'm not 100% there. I'll be really honest. I'm not, but I'm working towards getting there. And this last kind of breakthrough, if you want to call it that, where I had the whole idea of regret, that was like, okay, let me look at this a little bit more. And let me understand that because it might just be the conversation I can have to open up the conversation. And I recognize our relationship now will never be Mm -hmm. anything. That's a sad thing. It is sad. That's part of the, that's grief. And I think when you have grief, then you're like, you regret, you have regrets. And I think that's also when you have a regret, then you start to get angry again. <laughs> and it, you kind of go through these cycles when, okay, then you're, you're grieving it, you know, you're angry again. And then you're like, well, I don't want to forgive because that's just unforgivable. So you kind of go through this mad cycle. And when you, I guess I could define forgiveness more as a, a freedom of, I guess, in a sense, energy, of, of just where you're not held captive by something from the past, energetically, mentally, in your body, so physically too. I think that to me just, it's like freedom of heart. And when I think when you, if you can achieve that, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Like 
it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I heard um, Danielle Laporte talking lately. She has a new book out on love. And I heard her say something like, I think we're all here to learn the lesson of forgiveness. Mm. Wow, that was pretty big. Yeah, yeah, her newest book, Love. I don't know exactly what it is called, but it's about love and forgiveness and yeah. And I, I think that, you know, yeah, I think it is because if we look at our own journeys, we hear and we incarnate. I just, I just had a great uh, podcast interview with a woman that talked about all about past lives and all about all the different times we've lived. So yeah, <laughs> kind of stuck in that, but we do, we journey through many people and we journey through soul families and the energy mm -hmm. that comes forward and forgiveness. I do believe too, is has a little bit of that karma energy held in it too. And if we want to just hold on to it and hold on to it, what is that saying about our own self as well? So allowing our own acknowledgement of what we've been through, I think is big. You know, yeah. and I think it still takes that same amount of courage and bravery to really acknowledge it, but it goes a little deeper. We're willing to forgive whatever part we had in it. And I'm not saying that I caused it or you caused it, but whatever part that was in our own spirit, like, okay, what lesson was that for me? And where can I have that forgiveness that I had to go through this? And that could be, you know, way back in past lives. We don't know that until you want to dig into it. You can find out, I'm sure, or find out more. Right. And that was one of the ways that I had to look at his energy too. Like, okay, in another lifetime, this has kind of been a trait of energy here. And it's like, wow, you know, not making him right. And again, I'm going to say that not making him or anybody right. It's just looking at the energy and the progression of your own soul's energy. And yeah, I know that's getting a little woo, but <laughs> see what I do. <laughs> I'm following you. Yeah. Well, I think to forgive too. It's, it takes a lot of strength to forgive. It is, um, it takes energy. It takes strength. It takes the willingness to do the work and recognizing that you have to be gentle with yourself and kind and that it's like, just like an onion. That's what I keep on pic yeah. picturing. Just like if my body was an onion and all those little anger points were stuck in my body and the layers of my skin and my body and my bones and what, whatever, I just felt like it's going to take a long time. I think um, just being gentle and just recognizing, okay, this is going to take some time and it's okay. And if I feel a trigger again, oh, well, then I have a little bit more work to do. And thank goodness there's a, a tomorrow, um, even though it's not given, but thank goodness, you know, I could wake up tomorrow and maybe work on this just a little bit deeper. And it, it does take strength to go through this process if you choose to. I mean, yeah. if it if it doesn't work for you, then don't do it. I mean, if it yeah, there's different stages and I think you have to allow that too. Yeah, I agree with that. And if you're not struggling and you're okay, then that's a whole nother story. But if you're caught in the struggle and caught in the hurt and can't move forward, right. right? And it's creating triggers and imprints. I mean, to me, that's what, what I started seeing. Like, why is this happening to me? Why am I holding on? And so I had to keep going back and back and back and back until I could actually get to what was going on. Cause I couldn't go forward any other way. I couldn't keep coming up with cancer cells and cutting on my face because I had so much resentment about everything going on, right? I had, I, I was really forced to look at it and I am grateful that I did. It was not a pretty topic, but I find that strength in my own self every day now still coming around and I'm not hundred percent there. You know, I admit I'm not, but I think that as I continue to work through it and just when those opportunities come up and, you know, when will that next conversation be, you know, and yeah, I, I know my time here is limited. I'm probably going to be in Birmingham for another year, maybe year and a half. And then I probably won't come back. I don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is a limit 
limited amount of time for that healing to come forward. And who knows what happens with yesterday, but I do think it's up to my own self to make those choices, like you've said as well, right? We all have that choice within, but I do find it has been more freeing for me to forgive myself for where I am in this whole process and to really know that, yeah, I do have the courage to stand up for me and I can Mm -hmm. look beneath the surface and understand you know, with some of these issues that come forward, the worthiness, the not good enough, the behavior, the, even the ability to be visible, right? Like all of right. this was kind of sheltered from me and I've struggled with it. So why keep struggling? That's what I say to myself. All right, why are you going to keep struggling? Let's like work through this. Yeah. And so it is definitely a choice. And I do think working in the energetic realm has really been very helpful for me. Tapping when I get frustrated, using the Ho'oponopono when I feel some of that anger coming back around. And yeah, I think it's really valuable tools that we can use and that can really ultimately help you in your own soul's path. Yeah. Breaking karmic cycles. Um, yep. Your soul's paths. Exactly. I think, um, I know in traditional therapy, they recommended writing a, a poison, what they call it, as a poison letter. And I just thought, like, there's no point. He mm-hmm. doesn't see that he did anything wrong. He believes that this is this is the right. He actually felt it was lessons that he was teaching me. I find it interesting, even the word lesson, when I would hear the word, we're going to do a lesson, it would take me back to his words. And I started to be already reluctant just to do whatever the teacher was saying, because it was the Mm, word lesson. And I kept on thinking like just different words of triggers. And I thought, Oh, I need to work further. I need to work harder at this because I don't want to be triggered by the word lesson because that's the word that my dad used. But, um, and that's how deep and weird and strange how, how there's little triggers that will catch you. You just don't know where they're hanging out and you'll hear it. And then you're like, Oh, yeah, I've got more work to do if you choose to. And if you don't, you know, if you're not feeling it, then I think it's okay. But I would say, yeah, look at where you limit yourself. And because there are so many beautiful healing modalities that we can work with that are very easing to the soul and very loving and can lift that vibration for you without having to relive it. And I think that's an important thing for people to hear because so much time and Talk therapy is good. It's where it needs to be, whatever. But lots of times you're just churning the same thoughts over and over and over and over. But with the energy work and working in that energetic field of energy, you get to the root of it. And that's where you can free it and release it. And it doesn't have to be so hard. You know, I really can value all of these techniques. And, you know, you you give us at the end of the book, the the different ones that you've used, the meditation, the Reiki, the journaling. And I think all of these are ways to get at it that anybody can do if they have the willingness to go through. And feeling like you don't have the tools or don't have the education is many times what does limit people. But there are ways to reach out and there are foundations now and really opportunities for to get help and to get the way that you can release the energy. Forgiveness isn't the only tool, but it is definitely a big tool. It's a tough, yeah. um, also, I believe that you don't have to be a person of faith to forgive. 100% I agree with that. You just have to be, just tap into your human spirit. And um, yeah, that's all that you really need is just to reach inside your heart and just kind of figure out what is it that I need and how far can I take this? Can you have to stretch that imagination? Like, would I like to be free of this, you know, and to what level or just kind of respecting your boundaries of how you feel at that time. 
But there was this quote that I use because, you know, I'm so into quotes. It was a quote from Gandhi. And um, it said, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. And um, I'm such a fighter. I remember thinking, well, what? The weak and the strong. And so I took it to heart. I thought, no, I want to, I need to be stronger. I want to work harder. And so that was kind of like a quote that I used to kind of push me a little bit further in finding some kind of resolution. And it was just all within my heart. I just didn't know that it was within me. I agree. It is within the heart. When we go into the heart and feel that connection that we have with the greater source and our source and our spirit, that's where so much energy can come forward and so much healing can open up. And I know I'm going to go a little further with this and I'm going to open up a little bit more and I can see the, I I like to say like the dissolving, the particles start to dissolve as I work with this. And I think that's going to be important for where I am and create that shift for our entire family, really, you know, and really open up the energy. And I think that even the point of having this conversation and having you back is because this is a difficult situation and this is a difficult topic. And I think that sharing and having others hear this conversation and knowing wherever they are on that that spectrum of energy or spectrum of awareness for them that there are means to get there and there are ways in which you can, you know, free your spirit and do some healing that can help you to live with a little bit more peace of mind, perhaps a little bit more love in your heart and not be so hard on Mm -hmm. yourself. And I know I've struggled with that many years being so hard on myself. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. I have, I've done the same thing too. And I look back and I'm actually kind of embarrassed, but that's the process. It is the process. It is the process. And yeah. And I think that, you know, I think in all therapy, we need to have also that energetic component, that spiritual teacher that can help us to really get to that energetic realm, because that is our self. That is our soul energy. And that's where the deepest part of us reside and the lessons that we come in to learn over and over and over. And just thinking again about what Daniel Laporte said, it's like, yeah, we're here to learn about forgiveness so that we can grow. Our soul can grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, my heart's my heart's aching right now. This is a, this is a hard conversation for me. I always found this just to be a a difficult one, and it's just basically because I don't know how it's so complex. I don't know how to talk about it concisely. I don't, it's just fumbling around because it's just so emotional. I haven't really put all those feelings and those emotions because it's such a complex process. Is that making sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, how long has the book been out? It hasn't been out that long. So it's still very new to actually share it. I mean, much less just share any book, but this particular book. And, you know, again, to me, it was so healing and just talking to you is so healing and allowing my story to open up, which I haven't really shared. So yeah, I think there's a lot to be said and that you are still in the process of deeper healing and bringing the book forward is one of those ways in which you have chosen to help yourself heal. So I think it's amazing. And I think for everybody to hear this, you know, the sibling abuse that goes on, so much sibling abuse. And people just think, oh, that's normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. Right. And then for the, you know, for the abuse of the parents to the child, like that's not normal either. And yes, we need to. And like you mentioned in the first interview, like how many people agreed, like sat there and said, yeah, this happened to me, but don't tell anybody. Right. right. Yeah. 
right? And so you had the bravery, the courage to come forward so that others can do the same. And I think, again, that's what we're here for the podcast to know that if you do need help, there are resources. And I mentioned on our last one, like even here in Birmingham, one place is an excellent place to go and get help. It really is just an amazing center here in Birmingham. And then there's other national centers around and reaching out and really talking to somebody that's been in a situation similar, maybe not exactly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, even for me, Cindy, I'll say, you know, I was talking to one of my energy teachers. Well, I don't think mom was so bad. She's like, it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like it wasn't as bad as hers. It was bad. I think that's when we look at an abusive partner, it's normal to rationalize it because it's, that's all we knew. And it just seemed it's, we figured it out, but on an outs from an outsider's perspective where we kind of go, no, that's, that was horrible. You were surviving that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember in the shower tapping, like this really happened, Terry, this, this is really a thing. Like you aren't making this up. Like, and I remember crying and crying and tapping and tapping when that whole realization come forward. And then I was able to then from that moment on get some more help. And that was really big for me. Yeah. Well, I, congratulations to you because that's just even talking about it. I think that is just, you might only have one conversation about it, but that could be, the crux of it, where you just, you release that at that one, which is one conversation. And I think that's what I realized. It was just only a few conversations and one letter. It was just one letter and I was released, but it was the process of that letter. Um, But that's, that was it. And I think sometimes just talking to one person or it might be multiple people, you know, shout it, but it's stepping out and taking those first baby steps just to go through the process. Yeah. And for me, it was several people and it was stop blaming myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that for so many years, I was the one that created, I was the one that did it, but yet then why do I have all these <laughs> other ways of behaving that are not showing me that? Right. It's like, yeah. So I think it's important for people to understand that. And there is help out there. And as we bring the conversation out into the forefront, more people will be able to talk about it and get the help. And again, I think ultimately we want to stop the patterns. We want to stop it from moving through generations. We really do. And this is how we do it. It really is. I'd love to hear from other listeners out there, you know, just we could uh, text or we could um, reach out in a, I have a blog also um, on the end of this podcast. You know, if there's any comments, I'd love to hear them. Yeah. Thank you. I would too. And we're both on Instagram or emails. We'll put the links in the show notes for sure, because we want to help. We want to bring this forward and we want to have this come out so that, yeah, we can. I don't know if normalize it is the right word, but I know what you mean when you say normalize it, bring it to the front. front. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's bring it forward so that we can do away with it. (laughs) So (laughs) it doesn't have to stay behind the closed doors. Let's open up those doors for all of our family healings. And, you know, for me, it was siblings and, and yeah, sometimes, I mean, I've worked with several people who's just that sibling energy has created such a mark on them. Right. And we don't think about it because we think, oh, that's how you get along. You learn about bullying at home. Well, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not acceptable. Yeah. And we can find healing with, you know, together or with each other. Yeah. 
For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming back to the show. Again, Cindy's book is Under the Orange Blossoms. You can find it on Amazon or on your own page, Cindy Talks, I believe, cindytalks.com. Right. Yeah. And please do write into us. Let us know if you need some help, if you have some comments, if you want to bring this forward, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us today. Hard conversation, but very much needed. Thank you again. Thank you. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste. Yes, forgiveness is a step-by-step process, and it is a personal choice. It is one that takes time and has many layers. I know for myself, I'm still working with it, finding ways to get in deeper and deeper, releasing the regrets, freeing the energy so that I can move forward. And as Cindy and I both said, we would love to hear from you. Has forgiveness been a choice you have made? Has it allowed for growth and healing to come forward? Please share your comments with us. You can find us both on Instagram. Please share this episode with anyone that you may know that may need to hear this. Reach out to Cindy and if you haven't already gotten her book, get her book and check out her blog, Cindy Talks. And if you would like some help with your spirit, you don't have to do this alone. We are here for you. Reach out if you have found this to be helpful. It is a hard time of year for many people. Forgiveness can help, can help you free your energy. One of my most favorite tools for forgiveness is the Ho'oponopono, four beautiful statements of truth that we tell our soul. I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. Especially the I love you. It definitely helps to free the energy and to remind your own soul, your spirit, that you are divine love and light. Thank you again, Cindy, for opening up this door, for opening up a healing part within me. I am so grateful to you. Thank you everyone for listening. I'll be back next week to close the year. Happy holidays to your spirit. Namaste. My last events for the year are coming up to prepare for the winter solstice. Come join us on Sunday, December 18th at the Yoga Circle, where I'll be offering a restorative yoga, sound bath with some Reiki. And also on Monday, December 29th with the Reiki Association, Crystal and Reiki Healing. And then join me for the new moon at Ritual Shelter, December 28th, as we heart link with the angels. Links are in the show notes. Happy holidays.